0: The romance hormone, love neuropeptide, or love potion? Can such a thing exist? You may be surprised by the scientific evidence. I know I was. Keep listening on for all the details, only here on the People Scientist Podcast. Hello, my People Scientist Army, and welcome back to the People Scientist Podcast, where every week I arm us with some scientific evidence so we can all lead the healthy lives that we want to live. This week for episode 48, I thought I would do a bit of a fun episode in theme with the fact that Valentine's Day was just this past Friday. So I thought it would be fitting to cover the topic of the quote-unquote love neuropeptide or love hormone, oxytocin. This molecule in our body has been romanticized as being the love molecule that can make someone fall in love with you. But what actually is the physiology and neuroscience behind oxytocin? Well on today's episode, we'll get into the details. But first, let's start off with some core takeaways. Oxytocin acts both as a neurotransmitter in the brain and also as a peripheral hormone that has effects on the body. Overall, taking all of the data together, it appears that oxytocin plays an important role in promoting social behaviors. It has a role in monogamous relationships, bonding, and regulating the strength of emotions and signal of certain rewarding brain regions. Some clinical trials show that oxytocin nasal sprays can heighten emotions, whether they are good or bad, so it can have effect on both good and bad feelings. Oxytocin treatment seems to increase eye contact, feelings of trustworthiness, willingness to cooperate with others on tasks, reduces the activation of brain regions involved in stress, anxiety, and fear, and can increase the perceived attractiveness of one's romantic partner and very specific psychology experiments. Oxytocin also classically plays a very important role in pregnant women during birth, breastfeeding, and in their ability to bond between mom and baby. After all, the word oxytocin comes from a Greek word, which translates to quick birth. So originally it was discovered in the context of women giving birth. So is it the love molecule? Well, I mean, not entirely, But there certainly is evidence to suggest that it plays a role in sociability, bonding, feelings of trust, and relationships. So, you be the judge. Now, let's get into the details. Oxytocin is known to be produced in two brain regions, the paraventricular nucleus and the supraoptic nucleus. From there, oxytocin can have effects elsewhere in the brain, such as brain reward regions, including the striatum and nucleus accumbens, or brain regions that regulate emotion and fear, such as the amygdala. Oxytocin from the brain can also travel as a hormone in the body and can play a role in breastfeeding and contractions during childbirth. McDonald, in the Harvard Review of Psychiatry in 2010, Nicely reviewed together some of the clinical data on oxytocin. Many studies have measured oxytocin levels in the blood and have shown some correlations to mood and behavior, such as feeling connected to a romantic partner, feeling trustworthy, or even in the context of mood disorders, there have been correlations between oxytocin levels in the blood and anxiety, schizophrenia, and autism. However, some scientists feel that blood levels of oxytocin do not necessarily reflect the levels in the brain and the effects it can have on the brain there. Meaning, you can have high levels in the brain, but this won't necessarily be detected in the blood. So as a result, lots of clinical trials investigated the effects of giving a dose of oxytocin to see if it changed the behavior of individuals. So besides delivering a compound via injection in a vein... Another quick route to the brain is through inhalation. So scientists made an oxytocin nasal spray. Lots of clinical trials have looked at different behavioral and psychology tests before and after an oxytocin nasal spray use. Some studies, such as by DOMES in 2007, reported that oxytocin nasal spray reduced the recruitment of the amygdala brain region that plays a role in regulating our emotions and fears. Baumgartner showed that the oxytocin nasal spray prevented the reduction in feelings of trust after a betrayal psychology experiment, and also reduced activation of the amygdala and striatum. So this data could be interpreted that the oxytocin nasal spray enhanced feelings of trust toward others in a very specific test. Guastella in 2008 reported that oxytocin treatment increased eye contact time, This is important in regard to social interaction, feelings of trust, and particularly in those living with autism, this could be an important therapy. As a result, oxytocin treatment has been looked at as a potential treatment to promote social behavior in autism. I think the study that really sensationalized oxytocin as the love hormone was the study conducted by Scheel in 2013 in the journal PNAS the scientists recruited 20 heterosexual monogamous couples. Their goal was to to determine if providing oxytocin via a nasal spray could enhance romantic feelings and activity of certain pleasure and reward brain regions. The study was a double-blinded, placebo-controlled crossover study, so it was a very well-designed clinical trial. They treated the men only in all the couples with a nasal spray, specifically the men were asked to take three puffs of the oxytocin nasal spray in each nostril. Now the spray either contained oxytocin or just salt as the placebo. The men waited 30 minutes after the nasal spray, and then they were shown pictures of faces of different women, including their partner, women they knew or women they did not know. Oxytocin treatment made the men perceive their partner's face as more attractive versus when they were treated with the placebo spray. The oxytocin spray, interestingly, did not make the men perceive the other women as more attractive, whether they knew the women or not. So it seemed to be specific to their partner. In addition, the scientists measured the recruitment of different brain regions using functional MRI. And interestingly, the pleasure and reward centers of the men's brains had a stronger signal when looking at their partner's face after oxytocin treatment versus placebo treatment. So the scientists concluded that, The oxytocin nasal spray may enhance romantic feelings, attractive observation, and monogamy in men, as oxytocin only increased thoughts of attractiveness and enhanced the signal in the brain reward center specific to their partner and no one else. As a result, oxytocin has been looked at as a neuropeptide that can enhance monogamy and thoughts of attractiveness, the quote-unquote love hormone. Personally, I think that this study is quite remarkable. The fact that a one-time nasal spray of oxytocin was able to make the male partner feel more attracted to their female female partner specifically, you know, that wasn't a general enhancement of feelings of attractiveness toward women they knew or women they did not know. I mean, some neuroscientists speculate that the reason why it was such a specific feeling toward their partner is because there was already a really strong social bond between the man and the woman, and oxytocin simply heightened or enhanced this feeling of a social bond toward their partner. Nevertheless, I think that was a really interesting study. I mean, interestingly, there are some studies in animals to further support this. For example, a lot of the research on oxytocin comes from studying animals, and in particular, voles. Voles are small rodents that are quite similar to mice, but specifically they study prairie voles because they are a monogamous species, meaning they have one partner for life, whereas there are other strains of voles that are polygamous and have many partners. So scientists study the brain of the monogamous versus polygamous voles to understand the neurobiology behind these different behaviors. Scientists have noted that monogamous voles do tend to have higher expression of oxytocin receptors in certain parts of their brain, such as a brain region that regulates reward, pleasure, and learning, the nucleus accumbens, versus the non-monogamous moles. So the polygamous voles had far less oxytocin receptors in this part of the brain. And interestingly, if scientists blocked the oxytocin receptors in the monogamous voles, then that monogamous bond was completely prevented. So because oxytocin travels to and acts on the reward-pleasure centers of the brain, it is thought that oxytocin facilitates the approaching of a mate or partner. And because being with that individual is rewarding and enjoyable, it activates those reward centers of the brain. I mean, sociability and being with others is also part of a survival mechanism For the majority of species, this is why being social incites a rewarding response in many in order to reinforce this survival behavior, and oxytocin is thought to play an important role in that. Interestingly, in other studies, when these receptors, these oxytocin receptors, are blocked in animals, the animals tend to become antisocial and will huddle and interact with the other animals far less. Oxytocin treatment, on the other hand, in animals will enhance social behavior and social interaction. I mean, oxytocin and oxytocin receptors across many species, including birds, rats, mice, voles, cats, and dogs, have all shown to have a role in pair bonding and social behavior. Hung and colleagues in the journal Science in 2017 conducted a really nice study to understand the neurobiology behind oxytocin and social behavior, and they had concluded that in mice, oxytocin being released in the brain reward centers facilitated the preference for one mouse to go spend time with a new mouse, and in order to make this interaction enjoyable and reinforce this behavior, that was why it could activate the reward brain regions. Bakermans in 2013 and Translational Psychiatry conducted a meta-analysis. Now meta-analysis is a gold standard study that pools together many clinical trials to have one final answer as to whether a treatment has an effect or not. And they aimed to see if oxytocin had an effect on social behavior. In healthy participants, it appeared that the oxytocin nasal spray increased feelings of trust and made people better at recognizing different emotions by looking at the faces of people. So it almost made them more emotionally intuitive, so to speak. For those living with autism, the clinical trials show that oxytocin treatment seemed to have a beneficial effect on their social behavior and ability for eye contact. One of the things that I study is how the female brain is different from the male brain. And here in the context of oxytocin, this difference is important. As women and men seem to respond to nasal oxytocin spray very differently. For example, Rilling in the journal Neuropsychoendocrinology in 2014 treated both men and women with a nasal spray and measured the activity of certain brain regions. They noted opposite effects. In men, the oxytocin nasal spray seemed to increase the activity of brain regions involved in reward, social bonding, arousal, and memory. Whereas in females, the activity of these brain regions actually dropped versus the baseline or placebo treatment. In fact, the scientists stated that the oxytocin treatment in the men induced changes so that their brain activity was very similar to the women's brain activity at baseline. It is possible that women have higher baseline activity of these emotion and reward brain regions as estrogen can increase the number of oxytocin receptors present in the brain. That is part of the reason why some researchers feel that, in animals anyway, we see a lot more pro-social behavior in female animals versus male animals. But why the women exhibited a drop in brain region activity with the oxytocin treatment is unknown at this point. Perhaps it's because they simply don't need the extra oxytocin and the brain has somewhat of a rebound effect. There are a few small studies that have some interesting preliminary findings. For example, Buckheim in 2009 recruited 26 men with what they called insecure detachment pattern. This includes some antisocial behavior and qualities. Oxytocin nasal spray seemed to have benefit for them as it increased secure and decreased insecure measures. Some older studies in the 1970s and 80s reported some benefits to patients living with schizophrenia, in that it reduced feelings of anxiety and some measures of psychosis. Across many clinical trials, it appears that oxytocin has inhibitory effects on the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal stress hormone system, and as a result, sometimes was able to reduce measures of anxiety and stress in very specific situations. For example, McQuaid in 2013 In the journal Neurobiology of Stress explained how oxytocin may be related to the support of friends and others, and how this can buffer stressful situations and make us more resilient. Part of that ability for social support to buffer stress is due to the release of oxytocin and the inhibitory effect it has on our cortisol and stress systems. I find this really fascinating too because You know, some of the clinical trials show that a one-time oxytocin nasal spray can enhance feelings of trust toward others and enhance the ability to cooperate with others that are strangers. I mean, that's incredible to think that, you know, one neuropeptide can have such a profound effect on someone's behavior. And I think part of the neurobiology or mechanism as to why that is, is because oxytocin seems to reduce the activity of these stress brain regions or stress brain circuits and reduce cortisol levels and can reduce feelings of anxiety. So perhaps if you're reducing some of these negative emotions that are perhaps associated with lack of trust, you know, anxiety, fear, lack of trust, if you're getting rid of those emotions or dampening them or reducing them, then it leaves room for the positive emotions such as feeling more trustworthy and more willing to cooperate. So I think that's potentially a a potential mechanism as to how oxytocin can enhance feelings of trust and cooperation towards others which I think is really quite fascinating and remarkable too to see that a one-time nasal spray can have this impact on people in very specific psychology tests to state. Overall studies in humans with one single dose of oxytocin nasal spray typically 30 minutes later on average seemed to have some effects on behavior and specific psychology tasks. For example, oxytocin seemed to enhance interpersonal trust and cooperation with others. It enhanced generosity, social recognition memory. It enhanced social reinforcement learning and empathy. It enhanced the assessment of facial attractiveness and trustworthiness and self-perception. But recent studies show it can enhance negative feelings too, such as promoting feelings of envy, gloating, and prejudice. So it's possible that oxytocin is just a hormone or neuropeptide that makes our feelings and emotions more salient, more stronger, or more powerful. A lot of the clinical trials show that it can promote a lot of positive emotions and feelings, but perhaps it also can promote some negative feelings too. So is it the love hormone or love neuropeptide? Well, I think that's a bit of an overgeneralization, based on all the clinical data we've gone through today. But there certainly is a lot of evidence to support that it could promote social behavior, monogamous relationships, particularly in animals. And that one clinical trial that had shown an oxytocin nasal spray promoted the feelings of attractiveness of men toward their female partner. But the fact that it also can enhance negative feelings and emotions is also something to consider. So what do you think of the data and the ability of oxytocin to be a romance neuropeptide? Anyway, that is a wrap my People Scientist army this week on our Valentine's Day episode on the People Scientist podcast. We talked about the supposed love neuropeptide oxytocin. In animals, oxytocin and its receptors appear to play a very important role in monogamous relationships, social interaction, and bonding. In humans, oxytocin nasal sprays seem to enhance bonding, empathy, feelings of attractiveness toward their partner, the ability to cooperate, and trustworthiness. However, the effects may be different in men and women, and most trials were conducted in men, so more studies do need to be conducted in women to see the effects on their behavior. But if anything, I think this data also speaks to the fact that or why there could be behavior differences between men and women, because women do have more oxytocin receptors in certain parts of the brain. And interestingly, that one clinical trial showed that an oxytocin nasal spray in men made particular brain regions have the same activity as women at baseline. So I thought that was really interesting and could explain some differences behind the neurobiology and behaviors between men and women. I think future research looking to see if oxytocin treatment can be beneficial in those with conditions characterized with antisocial behaviors, such as as in autism, could be really interesting and hopefully beneficial. So is it the love neuropeptide? Maybe. What do you think? I know it's a long weekend this weekend in Canada and the United States and perhaps elsewhere. So if you are enjoying your long weekend, I hope it is a great one. Regardless, I hope you all have a super healthy week. And I look forward to meeting you back here the same time and the same place next week on the People Scientist podcast. Bye for now. I am a scientist simply sharing scientific evidence. Some of the clinical interventions I discuss are not appropriate for everyone. Before making any changes to your diet or lifestyle, please do consult the advice of your physician or dietitian. My opinions expressed here do not necessarily reflect those of Mount Sinai Hospital and its affiliates.